Hi, John Kuzma from EndzoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show. I appreciate you guys all tuning in. I've been having a great time doing this podcast lately. Thank you uh, for everybody who listens. Uh, it, it makes me a lot more motivated to know that people are tuning in and uh, enjoying the content that we bring to you. So on behalf of EndzoneBlog.com, thank you guys so much. Uh, the very first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, Des Bryant. You know, the Cleveland Browns are making a run at Des Bryant. Apparently, Cleveland's general manager, John Dorsey, uh, believes that Des Bryant can be somebody that helps him. And obviously, we all know he can from uh, his past and the prolific career he's been able to put together as uh, one of the premier wide receivers in the National Football League. So I think um, that would be a good addition for them. And uh, remember, Josh Gordon did not report to training camp for personal reasons. We don't know exactly what's going on with uh, Gordon. We don't know if a suspension's looming. I heard that there isn't going to be a suspension. He just uh, is taking some time to himself to make sure he doesn't relapse or have any setbacks or anything like that. Um, But stop and think one second. If the Cleveland Browns do sign Des Bryant and they get Josh Gordon back and they got Jarvis Landry and they have Corey Coleman. I I truly believe that would be the best four wide receivers in football. And if you're the Browns, that's an advantage you definitely have to consider. You know, after going 0-16 and really struggling the last two seasons, I think one win in like, uh, what are they, like 1-31 over the last two years or something like that. Um you you have to at this point for your fan base and just for morale as an organization and um kind of getting the the ship headed in the right direction you have to make sure you put as much talent on the field as possible that's the front office's uh responsibility and I, that's why I don't think they can pass up on Des Bryant. If they have an opportunity to add this guy, they have to do it. But give Tyrod Taylor as many weapons as you can so you can optimize his output. And uh, just think about how exciting it will be for fans in the Cleveland area you know, to get behind and support this team and watch this team as the season unfolds if they sign Des Bryant. You know, that big-name acquisition, um, it always excites uh, people. And I think that's big, too, for momentum. I think the guys in the locker room, too, they also uh, want to know that the front office is going to leave no stone unturned uh, when it comes to adding talent and putting the best product possible on the field. So I think uh, Cleveland should definitely make this happen if Des Bryant will commit and sign with them. And when you make an investment in a player like Des Bryant, you got to... Um, expect some fireworks. I think he went for like 800 yards last year, um, under a thousand, which is uh, the bar for receivers. But um, there's still some some plays there. There's still some gas left in the tank. Some people are saying that Des Bryant can't get separation anymore. I I just don't uh, believe that. You know, I saw a game last year against the Redskins. Des Bryant out jumps the cornerback I think it was uh, Breland just made one of the most athletic plays I've ever seen it's like maybe Des might be slowing it down a little bit as far as uh exploding out of his stance and going through routes and things like that 
but there's still athletic ability there. That jump and high pointing the football on that catch against Breland and the Redskins proved it. And I, I believe Bryant can still be a red zone target. Uh, he's got that big body. You can run slants and fades down uh, on the goal line to him. And he he still has uh, an impact in that those phases of the game. I think that's just too much to pass up on. you got to bring him in. I really wish the Detroit Lions would go get him before Cleveland does. I just think pairing Bryant with Matthew Stafford would be huge. I'm sure you guys know by now. By now, I'm from Detroit, have been a Lions fan my whole life, so I wish the Lions would do something and kind of steal Des Bryant away from Cleveland before uh, they ink him to a deal. Uh, but, you know, give credit to the Browns. They're the ones who really uh, expressed the interest in uh, Bryant. You know, it seemed like some people were avoiding him and didn't want to take a risk on him, thought he might be a cancer in the locker room. I'm not buying any of that. Uh, and if the Browns do sign uh, Des Bryant, they'll be better off because of it. There's no doubt about that. The next thing up we have on the ticker is Julio Jones. Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons look like they were heading for a separation. Um, Jones has been disgruntled all offseason. He's been missing offseason workouts. Wasn't going to report to training camp. But out of nowhere, Thomas Dimitrov, the Falcons general manager, brings uh, Julio Jones to the negotiation table, ultimately reels Jones in, gets him to buy into the team's vision and uh, the goals they set forward for the season. Maybe most importantly, they came to agreement on Jones's contract and got his salary up uh, on par with Antonio Brown, who I believe is making around $17 million annually. So Julio Jones' salary was starting to fall. I think he was like number ninth uh, uh, in the whole league as far as salary goes. And obviously, we know Jones is a top two receiver, probably Antonio Bryant, then Julio Jones. Um and he deserved he deserved uh, this contract. He deserved to be paid like uh, Brown and the other top receivers in the NFL. There's no reason he should be the ninth highest paid uh, wide out in the league. Obviously, Jones knew that. Uh, the danger of the sport led him to uh, renegotiate the terms of his uh, agreement. And you can't blame him because... Uh, he has to optimize his value while he's still playing and can contribute and uh, maximize his earnings during his playing days to set him up for life after football. And, you know, you go out there in this brutal sport, you put it all on the line, you never know when your last snap is. So I can't blame Julio Jones there. But we also saw throughout the offseason he was uh, – he tweeted some Chargers stuff. It kind of looked like he wanted to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, we know now that Atlanta smoothed things over. They're going to have Julio Jones. Not only will they have him, he's going to report to training camp. I think that's so big because when your best offensive weapon doesn't report to training camp and you miss out on those reps, it just doesn't set a, a good precedent for the things to come. And... You know, now that Jones is in there and he he has no room to complain about his deal, uh, he should be happy that he got a raise. Um, I think it's big for the other guys in the locker room. They know Jones is going to be there. They know he's going to be in top shape. They see him there working hard every day and contributing. And I think it's big for, you know, Julio's own individual morale 
Uh, now he won't be as upset and he's more comfortable with the terms that he's playing on. And you have to believe the Falcons as a, as a whole will benefit because of that. Just because they rely on Jones for so much offensive uh, production that um, they need him in good spirits and they need him uh, as a guy that uh, really wants to be a leader for this team. And now that all the off the field stuff is taken care of, hopefully the Falcons can get back to focusing on football and what it takes to win the NFC South. Now, that division is going to be very, very tough. I think the Saints and the Panthers are more talented than the Falcons. Um, one good uh, thing that the Falcons do have going for them is the fact that uh, they have Calvin Ridley, Muhammad Sanu, and uh, Julio Jones. This is probably the best offensive group that Matt Ryan's ever had. So that's going to be big for his own uh, stats and his ability to make plays for the Falcons offense. So they do have some good things that you have to uh, really, really like. But is Steve Sarkeesian going to take all these pieces of the puzzle and actually make some results happen? We saw this team start to regress a little bit. Um, clearly, that's because Kyle Shanahan left, and um, the gap between Shanahan and Sarkeesian um, was pretty big. Sarkeesian was not calling good plays at all compared to what Shanahan was. I think one cure for that is talent, you know, adding Calvin Ridley in the first round. And that group, Sanu, Ridley, Jones, they're going to be up there as one of the best groups of pass catchers in the entire National Football League. So Jones is obviously at the forefront of all that. He's got to be that guy that's um, a 1,000-yard receiver and hopefully around 10 touchdowns. Um and it's just just big that they were able to turn things around. I really thought Julio Jones was trying to force his way out of Atlanta and find a, a new home somewhere else just to get a, a fresh start somewhere um, in a new system. But ultimately, give Thomas Dimitrov in this front office a lot of credit. They did what they had to do to uh, get things uh, right and get everybody on the same page. And now uh, the Atlanta Falcons, offensively at least, are, from a passing standpoint, one of uh, the most promising-looking teams around right now. So keep an eye on that whole situation. Keep an eye on Jones in particular and see what kind of year he has. I think it's actually big for him re-signing with Matt Ryan because those two have several seasons of rapport together. That's going to allow Jones to make a ton of big plays and set himself up for another big payday after this current contract runs out. You can't undervalue that. Maybe he would have went somewhere else. Things wouldn't have clicked like they were in Atlanta. So this is big for Jones, too. You know, uh, everybody is kind of saying, you know, if Julio leaves, Atlanta's in trouble. But sometimes when a player leaves, they expect to just produce like they did. somewhere else like they did um with the original team that they left and a lot of times that that doesn't happen you know because you had favorable circumstances in that that first system and then when you go somewhere else for whatever reason um you're not getting the same break so obviously julio jones has so much talent he's going to be a good player wherever he goes 
but he has something special going on with the Falcons. Atlanta knew that. That's why they couldn't afford to let him walk. And we'll see if uh, everything works out for both parties. At least they got something done. That's so huge. And it might have salvaged the, the Falcons' season because if they went into the regular season without Julio Jones in training camp and having this uh, dark cloud hanging over their organization, it just wasn't going to be good for the Falcons' future. Too big of a distraction. The last thing you want is to start your season off with something like that going on. But uh, all that's over now. They did a complete 180, and the Falcons are going to be right there, um, at least able to uh, compete in the NFC South. It'll be a long shot for them to win that division, but um, they're a lot closer than they were had Julio Jones not reported, and you know went and they went down that path. I'm John Kuzma. That's all I have for today. I appreciate it. Check out EnzoBlog.com. Also check out our Twitter at EnzoBlogNFL. I appreciate it. Have a great day.